Today on How Stories Work with Jay Shear, I am in the middle of an MCU tier list extravaganza of sorts. I'm building a bunch of MCU tier lists. Now, why in the world would I do that? Why build tier lists about how movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe should be rated? Well, I'm trying to understand from a storytelling standpoint which movies in the MCU tell a better story than other movies in the MCU. And in order to do that, I'm collecting a bunch of different data on Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. What is a tier list? A tier list is essentially putting movies in buckets according to outstanding, above average, average, below average, and poor movies. Those five buckets create our tier list and we add movies to each one of those tiers. Well, today's show, I have taken some of the most subjective criteria I could find about how people have responded to movies in the MCU. I'm taking the Metacritic ratings for both critics, audiences, and I'm combining those into a critics and audiences MCU tier list in order to understand what is it that the critics like about the MCU, what is it that the audience likes about the MCU, and collectively as a culture, what do we all like about the MCU? So this is a podcast full of data relative to how people feel about the MCU movies that have come out through 2021. If you want to see the video version of these, you can actually see the tier lists and see where all the movies are ending up on these tier lists. You can watch each one of these videos on YouTube. The overarching goal here is to understand how the marketplace is responding to these stories and then dissecting how each one of these stories is told to see what makes audiences, at least for the MCU, respond to the storytelling techniques either better or worse. So I hope you enjoy all of these. If you have an MCU tier list that you would like me to do, please reach out and let me know. There's only one MCU movie that the critics have put in the outstanding tier. On today's show, I've created a tier list of all the MCU movies, all the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that go all the way through 2021. And we're gonna see how the critics would create their tier list. This is How Stories Work with Jay Shear. Let's create a tier list of all the MCU movies ranked by the critics. All right, so you may be familiar with tier lists. These are basically categories where we can place different movies. I do have to explain one thing about the critics ratings. I'm not taking the critics ratings and comparing them to all the movies that have ever been made. I'm actually just taking the MCU's critics ratings and comparing that to what they've already rated in the MCU. So this is the MCU versus the MCU. It's not the MCU versus all these other movies. Um, it's where these movies are placed within the MCU. So what is an outstanding MCU movie and what is a poor MCU movie? That's what this is going to cover. Let's jump into it. Let's see what the critics are saying. We're going to take it phase by phase, starting with phase one. And this is what phase one looks like. So the critics have basically said there are no outstanding films in phase one, which is a little bit surprising because in the above average category, they have included Iron Man there. So Iron Man does get included in the above average category. Pretty good right out of the gate with the first movie in the MCU. However, some would argue that that should be in the outstanding category. And when you look at the audience ratings in comparison to the critics ratings, I think you're going to start to see some pretty big differences and some, some actually some giant differences, if I'm being honest. In phase one, the critics have only put Iron Man in the above average category. In the average category, the only movie that they put there is the Avengers. 
which came at the end of phase one. So in the above average Iron Man and then second place is going to be in the average category and that's Avengers. There is an outstanding above average, average, below average and poor. Those are the five categories that we're using here. Now in the below average category, there's one that makes sense and one that makes no sense to me. So starting off that category at the top of that category, meaning it's it's a better score, we have Captain America, the first Avenger. But it's below average. That bums me out because I actually really love that movie. But the critics say that that's where this movie belongs. The Incredible Hulk appears right behind Captain America, the first Avenger. So they're both in the below average category. There are two films that also appear in the poor category. Iron Man 2 and the original Thor. Pretty surprising. I did not think that some of these movies were going to show up where they show up, but this is what the critics think about the MCU. Now let's go into phase two. Um, you'll notice on the screen, if you're watching the video version of this on YouTube, that all of the new films are going to be in green. I'm going to start at the top. Still no films have reached the outstanding category. There are still no films in the outstanding category, but we have added one film to the above average category and the score that it got is basically flirting with outstanding, but it's not quite in the outstanding bracket. And that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is at the top. It is now the best MCU film, according to critics, and it is in the above average category, right above Iron Man. The next film on the list below Iron Man, and we drop a whole category to the average category. They said, if you remember, they said that the Avengers was average. Well, slightly better than the Avengers, is Captain America the Winter Soldier. But they put it in the average category. It's average for an MCU film. Now they've added three different movies, three different films to the below average category. At the top of that category, closest to the average scores, is Captain America the First Avenger. Now coming right after that is Age of Ultron. That's a new addition. Um, coming right after Age of Ultron is Ant-Man, then The Incredible Hulk, then Iron Man 3 has been added here as well. Now, you'll notice that they just said, the critics just said, suggested that Iron Man 3 is better than Iron Man 2 because if we drop down into the poor category, Iron Man 2 was in the poor category. Behind Iron Man 2 is Thor, and then behind Thor is probably one of the worst received movies in the MCU in general. The critics certainly didn't like it, and that was Thor The Dark World, which is their last movie on here. Let's go to phase three. Phase three has our first outstanding film. It is the only outstanding film. At the beginning of this video, I said there's only one film that the critics think is outstanding in the MCU. What film is that? Black Panther. Now, just wait till we see where the audience ratings put Black Panther, because that's really interesting. But I have some things to say about that as well, because I think audiences maybe shortchanging that film a little bit. Critics certainly are not. They're saying it's in the outstanding category. So right now, it is the best film in the MCU, followed by, now in the above average category, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man. And then, surprisingly, they added to the above average, it's not in the outstanding, just above average, Avengers Endgame. And I think that there are some things to be said about that as well. Then coming after Avengers Endgame is Captain America Civil War. Great film. Then we get into the average category. We've added Thor Ragnarok. It is at the top of the average category, followed by Spider-Man Homecoming, followed by Doctor Strange, all new additions, then followed by Captain America, the Winter Soldier, then followed by a new addition, 
Avengers Infinity War. It's at the middle of the average category. Basically, what the critics are saying is that Avengers Infinity War is the is just average comparative to the rest of the MCU. It's right in the middle of everything. Pretty mind-blowing. The Avengers, the first Avengers comes right after that, followed by a new edition, Ant-Man and the Wasp, followed by Spider-Man Far From Home, followed by Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's the average category. In the below average category, we've got Captain America, the first Avenger, with a new edition, Captain Marvel. Now, you're going to want to see where people in the audience put Captain Marvel because it's very different from where the critics put it. And it makes for a very interesting issue with with the MCU tier ratings relative to the audience. But we'll get into that in a different video. You can check that video out in the MCU playlist. Coming behind Captain Marvel was Age of Ultron, then Ant-Man, then The Incredible Hulk, then Iron Man 3. So most of the movies that we added for critics in Phase 3 were better movies than what they had seen before because we got they were in better categories this time around. Uh, of course, the, the bottom three movies on this list are Iron Man 2, Thor, and Thor The Dark World. Which brings us to our final phase in the MCU, our Phase 4. This is the critics' ratings for Phase 4. So we've added some films here. The top five films for critics have not changed. It's still Black Panther in the outstanding category, dropping down to the above average category. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Avengers Endgame, Captain America Civil War. What we've added is in the average category. So you'll remember at the top of the average category, we had Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange. And then, this is pretty surprising to me, then we get Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That comes above the new edition, Spider-Man No Way Home, the latest Spider-Man film. And that comes above Captain America Winter Soldier, Avengers Infinity War, The Avengers, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Spider-Man Far From Home, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and then another new addition in the average category, the bottom of the average category, Black Widow. Then we drop into the below average category, and that all stays the same. Captain America, the first Avenger, Captain Marvel, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 3. Then we drop down into the poor category. We do have a new addition in this category as well. Iron Man 2, Thor, Thor the Dark World, and then the worst rated movie in the MCU by critics, kind of surprised me, if I'm being honest, is Eternals. Now, I'm going to talk about all of this in greater detail on the after show. That's over at patreon.com slash howstoriesworks. So you might want to hear some additional thoughts about what I have to say. And definitely compare this to the audience tier list, taking the same Metacritic data. Definitely watch that video. It's also in my MCU tier list. On the after show, don't forget, I am critiquing the critics MCU tier list. Check that out at patreon.com slash how stories work. By the way, if you want to know where I get all of my data from and how all that data is being sourced, you can check out my giant spreadsheet video where I break it all down. And if you want access to that spreadsheet, get access to that Google sheet by becoming a supporter of mine on Patreon. Check out patreon.com slash how stories work. Thanks for listening and or watching and I will see you on the next show. That was how critics have responded to the MCU and the tier list based on Metacritic ratings from the critics. But what do audiences think? That's up next.
There's one movie in this tier list that audiences hated. In fact, it throws off the entire scale that we're rating the MCU movies on. How have audiences in general responded to the MCU? Today, I'm creating an MCU tier list using Metacritic's audience ratings of all the MCU movies. And I have to tell you, the differences between how the audience rated these movies and the critics rated these movies is crazy this is how stories work with jay Shear, and today let's create a tier list using the opinions of the audience about the mcu all right so this is how the tier list works if you watched my critics video then you'll know a little bit how the tier listing works there are five categories at the top is outstanding films outstanding films are the best films in the mcu above average films is the next category down average films is below that below average films is below that and then poor so we have five categories outstanding above average average below average and poor and i should note again as i did in the critics um, video as well these are all just mcu movies so we're not comparing you know mcu movies to all the movies ever created and we're not saying like well this movie is poor relative to citizen kane <laughs> we're not we're not doing that we're only comparing the the mcu against itself right so now this is an outstanding movie for the mcu not just an outstanding movie in general although it may be that's not the data that we're comparing so let's go ahead and get into phase one here and if you'll remember on the critics list, only one movie made it into the outstanding tier, which is crazy. But as you'll see in the audience rating, they're already just in phase one. There are already two movies in the outstanding tier. And the outstanding tier is going to start out with the best movie in the MCU after phase one, according to audiences, was Iron Man. The second best movie after phase one, according to audiences, was The Avengers. Those are both in the outstanding tier. Below that is the above average tier. Leading the above average tier is Captain America, the first Avenger. Maybe not too surprising. That's a pretty good film. In fact, I was surprised where the critics put that film. But what is a little bit more surprising on the audience tier rating system is how high the Incredible Hulk is because it's right behind Captain America, the first Avenger, at least for now. As we add more movies, it'll probably drop lower, but it's right behind Captain America, the first Avenger in the above average category. Now, some of that may be related to the fact that that film is fairly old at this point. It came out in 2008 and maybe people were more excited about it when it came out and there haven't been as many negative reviews of it since that time. I, for one, need to rewatch that film because I can barely remember all of the events of that film. Following The Incredible Hulk, by the way, that film was with Edward Norton, not Mark Ruffalo, who was added at The Incredible Hulk later on. But after The Incredible Hulk comes Thor, the original Thor, that is in the above average tier. And then we get our first average tier film, which is Iron Man 2. And that rounds out the phase one of the MCU. Let's go to phase two. All the new movies that have been added are now outlined in green. Even if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see them. Otherwise, I will explain it to you if you're just getting the audio version. We've added three movies to the outstanding tier. And we've added, so far, the best movie in the MCU is now Guardians of the Galaxy. So Guardians of the Galaxy is slightly higher rated than Iron Man. And then we add another movie after Iron Man, and that is Captain America Winter Soldier, which is not surprising. Fans love that movie, and I was just surprised it was as low as it was for the critics. 
coming behind Captain America the Winter Soldier is of the Avengers, and coming behind the Avengers is Ant-Man. Now, that's a pretty striking difference between how critics rated Ant-Man and how audiences rated Ant-Man as well. I'll talk about that in the after show. In the above average tier, it's still being led off by Captain America the First Avenger. Surprisingly, the Incredible Hulk is still coming right behind that. But maybe not so much surprising when you see the other movies that have been added to the above average tier. Because maybe these movies shouldn't be in the above average tier. You be the judge of that. So after The Incredible Hulk comes Avengers Age of Ultron. That's followed by Thor. That's followed by the new movie, the Thor of the Dark, Dark World, which we just added. I'm really surprised that Thor of the Dark World is in the above average category. And then Iron Man 3 rounds out the above average category. Just like critics, audiences said that Iron Man 3 was superior to Iron Man 2, which I find a little bit surprising. But neither of those films are my favorite, so I'm not too surprised by that. And by the way, you're wondering, how are all these films making it into the above average category or the outstanding category? I have more information on that coming up. But first, let's go into phase three. Phase three, we add a lot of movies into the outstanding tier, starting with Avengers Infinity War, which now is the highest rated MCU film by audiences. That's followed by Guardians of the Galaxy, followed by Iron Man, followed by The Winter Soldier, followed by Civil War. Oh, which is now added. Civil War is brand new. And it's falling right behind the Winter Soldier, which makes sense. A lot of the audience really loved uh, Winter Soldier and liked it a little bit more than Civil War. I think I would reverse that, but we'll get into that later. Civil War is above Doctor Strange, which I do think is a really good film, which is above Avengers, which is above Ant-Man, which is above, surprisingly... Avengers Endgame. I'm really shocked that Avengers Endgame is so low. In fact, if you would have asked me to guess before doing this video and podcast, I would have thought that Avengers Endgame was higher than Avengers Infinity War based on what I hear from audiences. After Avengers Endgame comes Thor Ragnarok, a new addition to the list. And after Thor Ragnarok comes Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Those are all in the outstanding category. In the above average category, we have added Spider-Man Homecoming, which is now the top of the above average category. And we've also added Spider-Man Far From Home. Those are both higher than Captain America, the first Avenger, than The Incredible Hulk, than Avengers Age of Ultron, than a new addition to the list, Ant-Man and the Wasp, followed by Thor, Thor the Dark World, Iron Man 3, and then a new addition, which I was kind of surprised by, and that is Black Panther. Black Panther, for audiences, only came in in the average category. And I have some things I want to say about that, but I'll save it towards the end of this video. After Black Panther comes Iron Man 2, and then the only movie in the poor category, Captain Marvel. Let's talk about why that is in just a minute. Before that, though, let's check out Phase 4. Phase 4 adds some new movies. The first movie it adds is in the outstanding category and is the highest rated movie by audiences. Now, some of this may have to do with the fact that it was just released. And so some people haven't seen it and therefore they haven't rated it on Metacritic. But Spider-Man No Way Home is now at the top of audience ratings for the MCU. It is the highest rated MCU movie by audiences. No other new movies are added to the outstanding tier. So we have Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Avengers, Ant-Man, Avengers Endgame, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Then we go to the above average category. We do have a couple of additions there, but we have Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, 
Captain America, the first Avenger, the Incredible Hulk, and then a new addition, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So I was a little bit surprised that this movie was in the above average category. But if you see that it's coming between the Incredible Hulk and Age of Ultron, that probably kind of makes sense. And we'll, I'll explain in a minute why so many of these movies are so high on this rating system. It has to do with the way that the data is being parsed. So we'll get to that in a minute. Behind Shang-Chi is Age, Age of Ultron. Behind Age of Ultron is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Then Thor. Then Thor the Dark World. Then Iron Man 3. And then another addition to the list black widow which is still in the above average category but it's the last movie in the above average category and then we get to the average movies led by eternals which is kind of surprising eternals was the lowest rated movie by the critics if you haven't checked out that video definitely check out that video after eternals comes black panther after black panther comes iron man 2 and then finally you get Captain Marvel here at the very bottom. So let's talk about this a minute for a minute. Why do we have so many movies in the outstanding category and so many movies in the above average category, but so few movies in below average and poor? Why is the data suggesting that this is the way that it's playing out? Well, it's for a very simple reason. The audience ratings of Captain Marvel are so low that it throws off the entire scale. So what is happening is, is that the actual rating, so audience ratings for Metacritic are based on a 10-point scale, 0 to 10. Captain Marvel has a 2.9. It is super, super low. It is far below any other movie in the MCU. What that does is it throws off our scale and how we can measure the relative positions of these movies. So a lot of these movies would probably fall into a lower category, even if we bumped Captain Marvel up to instead of a 2.9 let's say we we bumped it up to a 4.5 a lot of these movies would fall down the list and fall into the average or below average category because remember we're comparing marvel movies against each other so when one gets a really terribly low score it makes all the other ones look relatively a lot better maybe than they really are so a couple of comments from me on this and i made this con these comments on the critics video as well i think one of the things that's happening here is that critics like to see new and different things audiences seem to say well i'm being told i should like this movie but i don't love this movie and so i'm going to give it a lower rating because it feels like someone's trying to say that I should like something that I don't like. So I personally think that Black Panther on the audience ratings is way too low. Black Panther is a phenomenal film and it should be a lot higher on the audience ratings in my opinion. I think there's some reaction to people being told it should be the best movie, which I don't necessarily think it's the best movie on the MCU and therefore audiences then rate it lower, relatively speaking. I also think that Black Widow is probably rated too high on this list. I actually don't think that Black Widow is that great of a movie, um, but audiences seem to like it. Now, granted, is it lower than Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World and Thor? Yes. So again, if we adjusted the Captain Marvel scale, essentially, all of these movies might fall into a better place. I do think that Eternals is actually a better movie than most people give it credit for. I just think it came out at a bad time and it came out and it was maybe a little bit overhyped and that's kind of contributing to the rating. But I totally agree with audiences on No Way Home. No, no Way Home is a phenomenal movie. So I'm really glad that it got the attention it deserved from the audience. If you want more of my thoughts and me breaking down all of these films in the MCU and the audience ratings specifically, I'm going to be talking about that on the after show. Check that out at patreon.com slash how stories work.
By the way, if you want my complete data set and all the information that I am using, all the formulas that I'm using to calculate where these movies should show up on these tier lists, then check out my Google Sheet that's available to Patreon supporters. Go to patreon.com slash howstorieswork and get access over there. And like I mentioned earlier, if you want to check out the critics MCU movie tier list ranking, then check that out on my MCU playlist. All the videos I do about the MCU are over on that playlist. Thank you for watching and or listening. And I'll see you on the next show. Well, there you go. There's the audience response to the critics. This is a pretty big difference between what the critics said and what the audience has said. But what if we combine the two lists? What if we combine what the critics said and what the audience has said and created a third tier list? Well, that is what you are about to hear. If you combine the audience MCU tier list from Metacritic with the critics MCU tier list from Metacritic, how does that change the overall MCU tier list? This is How Stories Work with Jay Shear, and today we are continuing our series on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Here is the tier list. Now, if you're new to my tier list videos, the first thing you need to know is what are the tiers. Well, there are five tiers. It goes from outstanding, above average, average, below, and then all the way down to poor. Outstanding, above average, average, below average, poor. And there's some interesting things we're going to see today in regards to some of the categories. So let's jump into this, the MCU tier list for all of Metacritic, the audience ratings plus the critics ratings. We always go phase by phase, so we're gonna start with phase one. Now, if you're watching the video version of this, you can see that I've actually taken the two scores and normalized them into a third score. So I've combined the critic score with the audience score and then created a third score, which then allows us to rank these according to which tier that they fall in. Now, on all these videos, I start from outstanding and work our way down to poor. We start with the first movie ever in the MCU, Iron Man. Iron Man has a 3.37, and it is currently the highest ranked movie in the MCU in Phase 1. In Phase 1, the next highest movie is the movie that came at the end of Phase 1, Avengers. The first ever collaboration movie, basically, in the MCU. That was a 2.65. Pretty big difference between those two scores. Iron Man's at the very top, almost making it into Outstanding. Avengers is at the bottom, almost making it into average. In the average category, we've got Captain America followed by the Incredible Hulk, followed by Thor. A little bit surprising to see Thor in the average category based on the ratings that we saw from the critics and the audience, but it also is good to see it there because I really liked the first original Thor. I think that movie has some things that are definitely going for it. We only have one movie in the below average category in this phase, and that is Iron Man 2. So let's go into phase two. Now, if you're watching the video version of this, all the new movies have now have a green outline on them, but I'm gonna walk you through it just in case you're listening and not actually watching this on YouTube. In the outstanding category, we have our first movie that fits into the outstanding category according to the Metacritic's critics ratings and the Metacritic audience ratings. 
and that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy has a 3.49, which moves it into the outstanding category. And then we have Above Average, which included Iron Man. We get a new edition, Captain America the Winter Soldier, which is a 2.87. I kind of expected that to be a higher score, honestly, but it didn't quite achieve the highest heights that I thought it was going to. Followed by The Avengers, and then we go down into the average category. We have a new movie, Ant-Man, with a 2.37, followed by Captain America the First Avenger. That's followed by Avengers Age of Ultron, which is followed by The Incredible Hulk which is followed by Iron Man 3, new edition, still in the average category, which is followed by Thor. A little bit surprising to see Iron Man 3 above Thor, but there you go. In the below average category, we have Iron Man 2, which was already there, and then we're adding the lowest scored movie thus far, which is Thor. That has a 1.45. There are still no movies in the poor category, but we're going to go ahead and move on to phase three. In phase three, we're adding a bunch of new movies because phase three has the most movies, 11 movies in phase three. The only movie that stays in the outstanding category is Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, this is really surprising to me because Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite movie. So I'll talk about that more on the after show, about my surprise in seeing Guardians of the Galaxy that high. In the above average category, we add a lot of films, but none of the new films are better than Iron Man. So Iron Man is still at the top of the above average category, really flirting with the outstanding category there. That's followed by Black Panther, which has a much higher critic score then it does have an audience score. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in the aftercast. That's followed by Endgame, which is followed by Civil War, both new editions, which is followed by The Winter Soldier. And then The Winter Soldier is followed by Thor Ragnarok with a 2.86. And there's not a whole lot of difference between Captain America, The Winter Soldier at 2.87, Thor Ragnarok at 2.86. And then the next movie on here, which is a new movie, Doctor Strange with a 2.85. And then that's followed by Avengers Infinity War. I'm always shocked to see Avengers Infinity War lower on these lists. It's still in the above average category, but it's surprising to me that it's so low in this category. That is followed by Spider-Man Homecoming with a 2.70. And then we have Avengers, the first Avengers. And then we drop down to the average category. We're adding a movie, a couple of movies right off the bat to the average category. The first is Spider-Man Far From Home and then... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We already had Ant-Man in there, but we're now adding Ant-Man and the Wasp behind Ant-Man, followed by Captain America, the first Avenger, followed by Age of Ultron, followed by The Incredible Hulk, followed by Iron Man 3, followed by Thor, and then we drop into the below average category. Now, this is really, really, really surprising. If you would have asked me what the narrative was about what falls into this below average category, I think you would be surprised at how that narrative actually plays out in the data. So in the below average category, we have Iron Man 2, which we've had there for a while. We have Thor, which has been there for a while. And then we add the lowest scoring movie on this combined list. And quite frankly, it's barely above poor. The way this list works, there's fewer movies in, it's harder to make it into outstanding and it's harder to make it into the poor categories. There's are smaller categories um, of, of ranges. And I did that on purpose because most of the time you see a bell curve. Well, that's true. Most of the time you see a bell curve with these films too. But Captain Marvel has a 0.68. So even if you add the critic scores, which you would think would be higher, and they are higher, but they're not so significantly higher that the audience that it outweighs the audience score and moves it up into average. Basically, what I'm saying is most people agree that Captain Marvel is 
not their favorite MCU film. I should also take a second to say and remind everybody, because I do this with all the MCU tier lists that I'm creating thus far, all are the MCU against itself. We're not comparing this to Citizen Kane. We're not comparing this to the DCEU. These are comparing the movies against each other, which means that Captain Marvel is relatively the worst film on this list, and Guardians of the Galaxy is relatively the best film on this list. It doesn't mean that Captain Marvel isn't better than some other movie, and it doesn't mean that Guardians of the Galaxy is worse or better than some other movie that isn't in the MCU. Let's go on to phase four. No movies make it into the outstanding category besides Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, as a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, I can totally see why that's true because I love that film. But it is surprising that it is the only film in the outstanding category. That is followed by Iron Man, followed by Black Panther, followed by Endgame. Now we add a new film, and the new film we add is Spider-Man No Way Home. So one of the newer films is still really high, predominantly driven by the audience score on Metacritic, which is phenomenally high. After Spider-Man No Way Home comes Civil War, which is followed by The Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, Avengers Infinity War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers, and then we add our first new movie to the average tier. So that was above average. Now we're dropping into the average tier. In the average tier, we see Shang-Chi show up. It's at the top of the average tier, and it has a 2.46, which is sort of you know flirting with above average. Um, followed by Spider-Man, Far From Home, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain America, The First Avenger, Age of Ultron, Black Widow, which is a new addition. That's followed by The Incredible Hulk, followed by Iron Man 3, followed by Thor. And then we drop into the below average category and we add a new film here as well. In the below average category, the highest rated film is Iron Man 2, followed by Thor, The Dark World, followed by Eternals, which is the new edition, is a 1.17. So compare that, it almost has almost double the score of Captain Marvel, which comes in last place at a 0.68. So this is if you take the audience score and the critic score and you combine them. Now I'm going to talk about why I use Metacritic at the very end of this video, but a couple notes that I want to make before I jump over to the after show and start recording there. If you want that content, check it out on Patreon. 1.17 is a really, really low score, but still way above Captain Marvel. So we'll have to talk about why that exists. But also, it's kind of interesting to see where all of these movies filter out. And one of the reasons that, and in my spreadsheet I explained this, in my giant data spreadsheet, I'm using audience ratings and critics ratings to understand how people responded to these films. And then I'm going to break down all of the other storytelling techniques that are used in these films that probably made people like them more or like them less. So part of what we're trying to understand here is why didn't Captain Marvel do better? And why did Guardians of the Galaxy do so well? We want to understand what differences were being used, but we can't always remove subjectivity. So part of what is subjective to people in general is how they responded to the movie personally. And that's what we're taking the Metacritic's ratings for, to understand how people are completely subjectively responding to these films. If you like the MCU, if you like what I'm doing here, if you like storytelling in general, please click that like button for me. It helps more people be able to see the content on this channel. 
For more MCU tier lists and just more content in general about the MCU, check out my MCU playlist. That's here on YouTube. So when I create these tier lists relative to Metacritic data, why am I using Metacritic data and not Rotten Tomatoes data, which is another popular review site in this era of film rankings? Well, there's a very specific reason for that. The objective of Rotten Tomatoes is to tell you whether or not audiences and critics liked something. So if, if they liked it, you will probably like it. However, it does not give us a lot of data relative to how much someone liked it compared to something else. So if we're doing an MCU comparison list, Rotten Tomatoes only tells us if someone liked it or didn't like it. What we really want, which is what Metacritic provides us, which is how much did someone like it. When the collective critics rating, for, for example, for Black Panther is an 88, I believe, that is a lot of people giving it a very high score and very few people giving it a very low score. And you can go in and see what the critics rated it, and then you can average those, which is what Metacritic does, and it gives you the Metacritic rating. Well, the only thing Rotten Tomatoes is gonna do is says, do people like it or do they not like it? So it's a more limited data set. So therefore, special shout out to Mike Rinaldi, who was telling me about this, and I totally agree with him. Metacritic is a superior rating service relative to the kind of information that we really want to get, especially when we're making MCU tier lists like this. Thanks for listening and or watching, and I will see you in the next show. All right, so there are the three tier lists that we created. Metacritic audience ratings, the critic ratings, and then the combined ratings. What did you learn? Did you learn something that you didn't know before? I would really be interested in hearing that. Plus, if you want access to my after shows where I discuss these things in greater detail, or if you want access to the entire data spreadsheet that I have created all about the MCU, please become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash how stories work. If you have any ideas for future tier lists or any ideas for future videos about the MCU, please leave me a comment and let me know. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you on the next show.